say thank you. We welcome you into your service. We are the sheep of your vineyard. We are here to seek your face. Please, Father, Amen. let us behold your glory. Amen. Hide not yourself this morning from your people. Send your word. Amen. Open our ears. Amen. Open our eyes. Amen. We pray you will speak to our heart. Amen. When we are done, let the testimony of each and individual of us be we have met with you. Amen. Thank you, eternal Father. Thank you, we give you praise and glory. Hallelujah. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen. Please be seated. God bless you. I say God bless you. Amen. Choir, thank you so very much. Um, I was away for a few days, and I'm happy to be your mixed. We want to say thank God for keeping all of us. To the glory of his name. This morning, by the special grace of God, we want to go to God to believe him for revelation. We'll be talking about 
the topic. Lord, let me know you. Let me know you, God. That will be the topic. By the grace of God, we may not know when we will finish with this discussion. We will start today. If God wants us to finish today, we will be able to. But if not, whatever will stop, we will continue next week. Exodus 33, verse 11 to 13. Exodus 33, if there is anyone who is be working with us, please don't draw us back. We want you to be faxed as much as you can to help us. Exodus 33, 11 to through 13. And the Lord spake unto Moses, face to face, as a man speak to his friend. And he turned again unto the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou seest unto me, bring up these people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. And thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray you, I plead with you, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me thy way that I may know you. This is Moses. Just a verse before. The Bible says, God speaks to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. I like to please still leave it. My picture is not the most important thing. It's the word of God. And Moses said, Lord, let me know you. I will come back to Moses in a moment. You will see the one who is begging God to let him know him. And I want to pause there. Philippians chapter 3, reading from verse 10. Philippians chapter 3, reading from verse 10. Apostle Paul said, That I may know him. Apostle Paul wrote three third, two third of the epistles of the New Testament. 
Apostle Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. Verse 11. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, 12, not as though I had already attained, I haven't known him, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended by Christ, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. I count not myself to have knowledge. I count not myself to know him. But this one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind me. The passage that I read yesterday, the miracle that I saw yesterday, the knowledge that I have yesterday, and reaching forth unto the things which are before. Verse 14. I press daily toward the mark. On Tuesday, we press. On Thursday, we press. Inside the scripture, we press. Sunday school, we press. At the believer's class, we press. We keep pressing for the knowledge of this God. Hmm. Verse 15. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, who is thus minded, who is pressing, and if anything, if you be otherwise minded, God will reveal even this unto you. Please take me to Isaiah 65. Isaiah 65. Hear what God is saying. I am sort of them that ask not for me. I am found of them that sought me not. I said, Behold me, behold me unto a nation that was not called by my name. I have spread out my hands all the day unto a rebellious people which walked in a way that was not good after their own thoughts. A people that provoked me to anger continually to my face. <laughs> what they do? Their lifestyle, the way they dress, the way they talk, they pretend to know me, Yet they keep on provoking me. They come to church. They claim they know me. They provoke me to my face. After they leave me 
They go back to do their own things. They don't know me. The sacrifice in gardens, the bonus incense on open altars or brick. But the psalmist says in Psalm 42, verse 1. Psalm 42, verse 1. As the heart panted after the water brooks, so my soul longed after thee, O God. Why are we talking about let me know you, God? When we come to church, the house of God as we have come, we presume or that we assume on the basis of our coming to church like this. You sit down, you worship, you fellowship, you give your offering, you give your tithe, you pray, you fast. You assume you know God. You assume you know God. And I like what I like to let you know the person who is speaking also does not know God. I'm trying to know him. I'm not saying I'm better than you. I am asking us to see how we can have an encounter with God and knowledge of God. Some of the misbehavior of my life, some of the attitude of my personal life, if I know God, I wouldn't be doing that. I wouldn't be doing like that. But today, I keep pressing. Each day, I keep trusting that God will reveal himself to me and make himself known unto me. So, knowing God is not by church attendance. It's not by your offering. It's not by your tithes. It's not by the amount of fasting that you make. Moses was with God on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Fasting. The Bible says Moses spoke to God mouth to mouth like a friend speaking to another friend. And yet, Moses said, God, let me know you. So, knowing God is not by church attendance. If it were church attendance, the children of Eli whose father was a priest and a pastor, would not have been called children of Belial. Meaning, a child of Belial 
is someone who does not know God. The Bible says they are children of Belia for they know not God and yet they were sleeping in church. They come to church. If it is just church and attendance in church that gives an understanding and the knowledge of God, it could have been easy to know God. But it is not. Though fasting, giving of tithes, paying your offering, coming to church also, can be a process. It can be an avenue. It can be the means by which you get to know God. So what was it that Moses did not see in God after all he saw? Oh Lord God. You see, when God decided, when Moses pleaded with God, in Exodus chapter 33, God, let me see you. Let me know you. You call me your friend. You say you know me by name. God said, If you see me, oh no. He said, But I will show you just a little of my backside, just a little. And I'm passing by. Ah! So, all the miracles of the rising opening. Moses has not seen anything. All the wonders of Egypt. Just a little. Just a little. And I understand why. And Moses was saying, let me know you. One day, go and speak to the rock. One day, lift up your hand. The sea will part. One day, just take the dust, blow it to the air. God, how much of you can I know? At a time, at a time, 600,000 people needed meat. Moses said, God, they need me too. And God said, I will provide them meat. And Moses said, God, where are you going to get meat? And Moses said, where? 600,000 people beside the children, 
In this desert, God said, are you saying my hands are was cold or I can't do it? Wait a moment. And God commanded the east wind or the west wind or the south wind. I can't remember which of the wind now. But one of the winds. Why the enemies rebel, including the sister of Moses? Let's leave the sister first. When there was the rebellion, Moses said, Oh God, I didn't call myself. These people have insulted you. See what they have done to me? If you call me, and you allow these people to die a natural death, then you have not called me. The Bible says, while Moses was speaking, God opened the ground and every one of them buried alive. That same Moses went to God and said, God, where are you? I want to know you. <laughs> That should chalk you. That should make you afraid. You see? Moses and Paul paints the picture of the need to know God. Despite their work with God. Despite their work with God, God was to tell Pastor Deboye recently. When I said recently, a few years ago, Pastor Deboye is just about 40 years in ministry or thereabout. And God said, You have done great exploit. Why well don't Pastor Deboye? Thank God for the man of God that God placed over our life. But let me prove to you something. Write down your name by yourself on the ground. He wrote it down. He asked him, What have you written down? He said, Pastor E.A. Adeboye. Where you are, wiped it out. By yourself, he wiped it out. He asked him, What you have written? Where is it? He said, It is wiped out. He said, The day you forgot that there is a God behind you, he said, Nobody will remember that you live. I will wipe it out. And do you know what it means to wipe it out? It just takes a little bit of an error. And the glory will come down. And nobody will remember it again. God. And that will never happen to our leader in Jesus name. Concerning Paul. Concerning Paul. Second Corinthians chapter 12. 
Verse 7. 2 Corinthians 12, 7. Second Corinthians 12 7 tells us the death of the revelation of the knowledge of God by Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul, who said, All I want is to know him. All my goal is to know him. I don't know him at all. All I want is to know him. And the Bible says, Lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation. Apostle Paul was taken to the third heavens by God and showed the things that mouth cannot tell. So deep, so deep, I come back. I said, what God showed me can blow the head of a man. But so I don't get arrogant. I don't get puffed up. I don't get myself in the wrong place of God. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh. The messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measures. Knowledge of God that he has already. And Paul said, I don't know him. All I want to do is to know him. I like the way Ecclesiastes put it. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 to 14. He said, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter, the very essence of humanity, the whole reason why you live. Fear God, keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. And I like Jeremiah as well. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. Jeremiah said, Don't say the Lord. Let not the, the, let not the wise man don't let any pastor, don't let any general overseer, don't let any millionaire or billionaire or whatever they call themselves, let them never glory in whatsoever they are, in whatsoever their achievement may be. Let no pastor glory in the fact that he's preaching. Let no man, everything before he comes to church, knows God. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But 
let him that glory in this that he understands and knows me. He understands me. He knows me. That I am God. Which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness. Those were key words. Loving kindness, judgment. In other words, when you sin and you keep on sinning, and God wants you stop sinning, stop doing what you are doing. The righteousness of God, the judge, the the the, the nature of God will not allow God. That was why God turned his eyes away from Jesus when Jesus was on the cross. Because why? He threw the sins of the whole world away. The eyes of the Lord cannot behold iniquity. The eyes of God, so pure, he cannot behold sin. So you can't know God and be reveling in sin. It's not possible. You, you can't afford to be telling lies. Lies, ordinary lies. Because you know, Revelation chapter 22 verse 15 tells you where you will end up. The sin of lying is as equivalent to the sin of witchcraft. The sins of fornication and adultery are not better than the sins of lying. They are in the same categories. Knowing God, knowing, I mean, knowing God, you cannot afford to be doing what you are doing, toiling with your life, your destiny, if you know God. So we don't know him. You don't know him. I don't know him. So don't think this man sits down here or stands here giving us instructions. I don't know him. So Jeremiah said, let him that glory, glory in the knowledge. Let him that, that boast, boast in the knowledge of God. And you see, the wondrous things, the interesting thing is this. If Moses and Paul claim they don't know God, then you and me, we have not started. That makes me to be afraid. So it means that where do we start? Where? Let me ask you a question. Why did Moses and Apostle Paul seek to know God after all the knowledge of God revealed through the word of God about them. 
And I also want to bring to your attention, please, that the same reasons that they gave why they are seeking God is the same reasons we need why we need to know God. Is it the reasons why is this? Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 tells us who God is. But we are all with an open face beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord and change into the same glory from one glory to glory to glory to glory. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Exodus 33 11 tells us Moses, so I'm back to Moses. A man who said he does not know God. Why should Moses come to God and say, God, show me, let me know you? Moses of all people. Moses of all people. When Exodus 33 11 says, God speaks to him, what does it mean to speak to a man face to face? How can you speak to a man face to face and yet you don't know him? Should that not be chalky? And now we come to church, we just sit down. And we feel good. We feel good. When service is going on, you are on your phone. You are talking. Your mind is not there. You just come to Mac register. You go home the way you have come. Here, see, in Exodus chapter 19, verse 19 to 20. Exodus 19, when you get home, read Exodus 19. God invited the people, people, and told Moses, go and tell them, I want to speak to the entire congregation in three days' time. Three days. I give them notice. I want to speak to them. So that they will believe me. I am not going to be sending people to them like I have used to do. I want them to hear my voice directly. So Moses went, delivered the message, be prepared to come and meet God on the third day. On the third day, the people gathered together. God was on this side. The people gathered together like this. And God descended on Mount Sinai. The mountain of God. When God arrived at the sea, the mountain was on fire. Mountain was quaking. Wind blowing. Everything. Earthquake. Everything. And the moment the people saw what was going on, they moved backward. But Moses moved forward. And the Bible said, look at what happened. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the third of the mount. And the Lord called Moses. He called Moses up to the top of the mountain. And Moses went up. 
And the Lord said unto Moses, Go down to the people. Let them, break, let them not break through unto the, unto, the, unto the Lord to gaze. And many of them will do what? We perish. Go ahead. Was it Exodus 19 you are reading for me? I don't think that is the passage. Exodus 19, verse 19. Now you are there. Please, God bless you. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long, and was louder and louder, Moses spoke. How did God answer him? God answered him as you are hearing me. God answered him with a voice, like the voice of a man. The people were going back. Moses was going forward. The trumpet was sounding. Excuse me, why I'm telling you this is to let you have an, a background of the person who is claiming he wants to know God. That is where we are going. This is a, a relationship, a journey that has lasted 40 years. A, after a journey of 40 years and with this kind of relationship, and somebody will now turn around and say, I don't know you. Then God must be something else. So Paul, we are seeing Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 6 to 10. Let's, let's, let's wave that. You can read that by yourself. Why do we not yet know God? Number one. And that may be the only one I will give you today. And then we'll go now. The Bible says God gave all he has. Everything that God has. He gave it to the world. And God expects you and me to reciprocate his love. If you want to show, if you want to be a friend, you have to show yourself friendly. God gave all he has by his love for the world. Like the open heavens of today. Through Jesus Christ, God inside of Jesus Christ was reconciling all men unto himself. Be ye therefore reconciled unto the God who loves you so much. One reason why we don't know God, our love for him is not commensurate with his love for us. And so because we don't love God, we only come to church to pretend that we loved him. 
And I'm very careful about the choice of my word. We only come to church to pretend that we love him. Yesterday or day before, I wanted to, I, I was on Thursday, it was on Thursday. I went somewhere and I was on my way back with another, with my, one of my APICP in the car. We sat in his own car. My driver followed me. So we were in the, in the, in the, in the traffic along railway crossing. He drew here. And I looked out of the window and I saw this cripple man, an Aosa man. Usually I'm not moved by them because of their whatever. But my spirit just moved me on that day. And I said, I have legs, I can walk. This man does not have leg. He's crippled. One of the legs is bent like this. And the other one, the only one, was also bent somehow. Oh. I looked, my purse was in my car behind me with the driver. So I asked the APICP with me. I said, can I have some change? Do you have 50 naira? Instead of giving me 50 naira, he just looked into his purse and gave me a cryptic 500 naira note, brand new, that has not been spent, touched by anybody, maybe other than him. Of course, I'm not going to give the person money and be asking him to give me change. So when the 500 naira was brought out, it was made for him. So, I wound down the window and I gave it to him. He looked at it. He looked at it. He was, it was as if it was no money. It was, it was, I was looking, I wound up now. He was just examining it, that 500 naira, brand new, no squeezed. I went to minister in the church yesterday morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. A breakthrough conference. And I said the times for offering. And I saw everybody with their 20 naira or 15 naira or 10 naira note or 25 naira note or whatever it is. And they squeezed the money. Squeezed the money. They squeezed the money so much that ushers, it would take the grace of God to spread it. And then I said, why are you squeezing the money? The reason why you are squeezing the money is that even yourself, you are ashamed of what you want to give to God. You are ashamed. You are not proud of what you want to give to your maker. That is why when it's in your hand, you don't want anybody to see. This is what I'm giving unto God. And you don't know that God is watching. You don't know he's watching. Watching what you are giving him. He knows what he has given you. I conducted some of the joy in the morning virtually in America. And I asked them to give, I asked them to display the account. So when the money is coming in, I have an alert coming in. And I saw my wife gave a particular amount. All right, mommy, what did you give as offering? 5,000 naira. Is what you give as offering? 
Is 5,000 naira your status? Don't give that offering to God again. Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. He asked us a question. What you give to me, can you give it to your governor? Will he accept it from you? Uh-uh. How much of love of God do you have? I landed from US last Sunday. They were struggling to carry my luggage from the custom. I said, don't carry my luggage. I carried it all the way from the US. I can carry it. Don't carry it. You know last Sunday, it rained very heavily. You all remember? You all remember? Where we brought out the luggage and the car was, they now brought the car very close by where they would put the luggage in the car. And this man ran from nowhere and carried one of the bags into the booth. It is like from where my brother sits down to where. So I look at my post. I said, all right, this man has done something. And I have 100 naira. And I gave it to him. Carrying that bag from this port to this boy, the, the gentleman looked at the money. Chief, 100 naira, no one from me by. Inside of me, when I did not even desire to give him, can you help me wake up this woman that is, that is sleeping? I beg you don't sleep. It is a very serious thing what we are talking about. The man said, Hundred naira. Hundred naira. He was doing like this. He ran after the car after we had moved. I said, Oh, so pay hundred naira. Ajala was the one who came to pick me. An ordinary man. God holds your breath. He determines how long you can live. You're going to walk, you're waking up in the morning, is by him. When we are talking about love, why God does not show us, I will show you in the world. God said, if you love me, if you love me, and you demonstrate your love to me, he said, I will love you, and I will reveal myself to you. I will show myself I will prove myself. If I'm hiding and you do not see me, I will bring out myself to you for you to see. So, when you are talking about knowledge of God, the reason why we don't know God is that you don't love God. If you love God, you will not be struggling with your offering. Am I right or wrong? When you go to Ed, the one in Alasa, what do they call it? That chopping mall. Chop right. If you go to chop right and you want to buy a birthday gift for your wife, Oh, what I know, Lord, birthday. Do you give it as an offering? Between you and your wife, who is greater? I'm challenging you this morning to let you know you don't love God. 
Because the reason why you don't know God is because you don't love him. All the pretenses that we love God is a caricature of love. It's not love. Jesus gave his best, his all, everything. And God expects us to reciprocate his love. Excuse me. When you love somebody, what do you think? What do you do all the time? You think about that person, right or wrong? Uh-uh. Eh? When you love, when you love, for, for example, those who have not yet, even when you love your wife, you think about your wife. Darling, how are you doing? I just want to check on you. This and that. Is everything all right? Everything is all right. When you are engaged and you have not seen your spouse for a week, for a day, you keep on wondering, you keep on asking, you keep on pursuing. The love that you have toward that person endears you to keep on wanting to know. Do you demonstrate that kind of love to God? So love, love, as simple as that word is, we don't love God. Hey, let, me, let me go further. If you love God, the person whom you love, you do everything not to hurt him. Am I right or wrong? Because, you see, people say love is blind. In other words, if you love a blind woman, and you suddenly fall in love with a blind woman, and somebody said, ah, you who is in love will not see the blindness. You will be seeing love, not the blindness of the woman. The love that you see overshadows all the limitations of that person. Am I right or wrong? And you keep on loving. It doesn't matter. The inadequacies of that person, you keep on loving. You keep on loving. You keep on loving. And you do everything not to hurt that person. But you see, we love God. Supposedly, we claim we love God. We carry our body. Our body that belongs to him to do something next. We carry our eyes that belongs to him to see something next. We use our mouth that we use in praying to him to do something next. Let me show you. That might be where I will stop today. These discussions will be a series. It will be a series. And I'm not in a hurry about it. Next week, we'll be talking by God's grace, if I'm here, about the love. Let me know you, God. So, look at... Look at John chapter 14. John 14. He that 
have my commandment and keep them. He it is that loved me. And he that loved me shall be loved by my father. And I will love him. Look at, I underline the next sentence in my passage. And I will manifest myself. Can you put it on the screen? John 14. Pardon? John 14, 21 to 29. Oh, it's on the screen. I didn't see it here. And I will manifest. So, love, when you reciprocate love to God, when you show love to God, when you show commitment to God, when you show devotion to God, when you show sincerity to God, when you let God be your priority, when God is the one you are thinking of in the morning, in the afternoon and evening, when God occupies all the space, all the void in your heart, and you do everything to please him, not displease him, God says, don't forget our message is let me know you. Reveal yourself to him, to me. God said, I will carry myself. I will come and reveal myself to you. That is a message for another day. That is a message for another day. You see, when God shows himself to you, when he manifests himself to you, he does it in a way you cannot explain. He does it in a way you cannot fathom. He does it in a way that is incomprehensible. We will stop today on the issue of love. I have been given the signal that my time is up. I have about 10 points. I'm just starting on number one. We will go on and develop that and continue. But remember this. The only way and what we are taking home today is the fact that if I love God, if I truly love him, what I'm struggling with, will I be struggling with it? What I am doing that is hurting him, will I be doing it? What God is complaining about, about my life, should I continue to do it if I love him? What belongs to him that I deny? Your wife is those who, those who celebrate birthdays. Your wife is doing birthday. Your girlfriend, your girlfriend, we are not supposed to have girlfriend. What do we call your friend? Your, your spouse. You understand? It's doing birthday. And you forgot. Show ni jagbai. Eh? Why jagbai now? And the thing that belongs to God, you don't give it to God. How do you want God to manifest to you? How do you want God to show himself to you? How do you want to know the mystery of God? God is a mystery. God is not man. 
If you show love to God, excuse me, sir. When Jonathan, you remember Jonathan? You remember Jonathan? The son of King Saul. Do you all remember him? When Jonathan showed love to David and gave David the position that legally, naturally belongs to him. He said, I recognize that God has ordained you to take over my position. I cede it to you. But listen to me, David. Whether I am alive or dead, remember that I show you love. Suddenly, suddenly, Jonathan and his father died in battle. And there was only one boy called Meshibosheth, the grandson of Saul, the only son of Jonathan. Listen to me, brethren. David forgot, but God did not forget. So David slept one night. And God took away his sleep. David was so agitated by God. David suddenly woke up in the morning. And said, ah! The love that David, Jonathan showed to me. Must not be forgotten. Is there anybody left in King Saul's house? That I may show him the kindness of God. Do you know the person who did it? God. He remembered love. Mordecai, you remember the story of Mordecai in Exodus chapter 6? Gave an information that let out a coup against the assassination of King Ahasuerus. And so it was forgotten. It was not recognized. Suddenly one night, God took away the sleep of Ahasuerus. And said, Mordecai has not been rewarded. For the law that he showed to you. What can we do to this man? Meanwhile, somebody was planning his death. And God turned around the table. And a throne Mordecai. And Haman was gallowed in his own gallows. So God says, if you love me, if you love me, love me, I demonstrate love to my wife. I said, mom, what do you want for your birthday? Say, take me to Israel. I said, you got it. Israel, we go. It costs a lot of money to go to Israel. It's my love for her. Mom, what do you want? I want a new car. Mom, you get it. That is my love. When I'm here, I look around. God, what do you want? God tells me, and I do it. When God wanted my profession, I want your job. I want what you went to the university. I want it. Give it to me. And let's see whether you will be a beggar or not. I struggled. I struggled with God. I said, God, I love advocacy. I love it very much. And God said, that what you love is what I want. 
And I gave it to him. And I thank God he gave me the grace to give it to him. He said, when you love somebody, nothing restrains your hand to give whatever you want to give to the person whom you love. Am I right or wrong? So love. If you love God, God will manifest himself. He will show. You will not be looking for him. He will be the one showing himself. That is what he says. He said, I will manifest myself to you. Use your life to love him. Use your resources to love him. Use your children to love him. Use everything you have to love. Let God be number one. Number one. Number one. We'll stop there today. Listen to me before we write, before we pray. Give me, give me Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. Quick. And give me from verse 24. First of all, Isaiah 55 verse 6. Let me read that first. Isaiah 55 verse 6. Quick, quick. Isaiah 55 verse 6. Seek ye the Lord. Why he may be found. It can be too late to be looking for God. I don't know whether you know that. And I will build it up in the course of this ministration. There is a time to seek God. There is a time to say enough is enough. There is a, I was on my way to hell the day God brought me back. There is a time to seek God while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Pastor Beckley is one of my area pastors now. You can go and check with him in Freedom Hall. That is the area he just occupied. He used to be the manager of Gateway Hotel. When this church started, he was doing so good to the church. So he will give us free time. He will allow us to use some horse and all of that. That is how we came to know him. As at the time we knew him, he was married but without a child. So, one day, I was in my office and I knelt down. I closed my eyes and I was praying. Suddenly in a vision, open vision, God showed to me a baby, handed it over to me and said, give it to Pastor Beckley, Brother Beckley. I was so happy. Guess what? The moment that vision came, the person who was knocking my door was Brother Beckley. And another voice came. The moment I saw him and I was to open my mouth, God said, not yet. I will tell you when to tell him. Brother Beckley, I mentioned his name. You can cross-check what I'm talking to you about. The girl is a lawyer now and is the only daughter that they have. And God said to me, Brother Beckley, it's one leg in the church, one leg outside the church. So it's not yet time to tell him. So, I didn't know that. But the one who has decided, God will see his heart. And that he loved him, but we don't, he loved God, but not with a total love. 
like Amaziah. In 2 Chronicles chapter 25, verse 1, the Bible says he did very well, but not with a total heart. So what was it that Beckley was doing? Beckley was going to Babalao's house, yet he would come to church on Sunday. Babalao cannot give a child. God is the only one that can give a child. God decided to answer his prayer. But, but Berkeley was still pursuing Babalao all over the places. So one day, we preached a message. I can't remember the message that God gave to us. And we preached. We were inside Gateway Hotel. At, down the road. That hotel is closed down now. After the service like this, somebody came to my office. The same secretary that I have now was my secretary then. And she was crying crying, crying. The message of today is for us. God loved us. God did that. God, what is the problem? Brother Beckley. He said they were on their way to Elisha. And everything they had bought was in the car, in the boot of the car. I don't know whether you are just an ordinary member of the choir at that time. You are not a minister. So you will not know the details. So we call. I called the ministers then with me. I asked them to go and look at what he bought. We took it. We burnt it. The moment we bought it, we burnt it. The Holy Spirit just moved me and said, Don't see the Lord. Tell Brother Beckley, nine months from today, you have a child. When Don't see the Lord comes, it's irreversible. That is the only child that has qualified as a lawyer today. I'm talking about knowing God. Are you one leg out? Are you one leg in? Are you joking with God? Do you think you love God? Please bow down your head. Oh, mm, mm, mm. Don't bow down your head. I wanted to show you something. I said I said time to seek God. Give me Proverbs 124. Let me read it through. And then you bow down your heads. Because I have been calling you and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and you disrespect me. You do not regard what I say. Verse 25, please, quick. But you have set at naught all my counsel, all my advice. You will not even listen to my correction, to my reproof. God is the one speaking. Verse 26. I also, I, 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 God, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. Verse 37. When your fear comes like a desolation, your destruction coming as a wide wind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Verse 27. Then they shall call me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early. But they will not find me. It will be too late. You see? Relate that to Isaiah 56. Excuse me. Isaiah 55 verse 6. That I read to you. There is a time. There is a moment. There is a time you know that God is talking to me. He's not, he's not anybody else. It's me. It's me. It's me. And when you don't respond at that time, it will be too late. Read it to 32. 
But because of time, you've had enough. We will continue next time. Bow down your heads. First of all, I want you to just pray one prayer. Only one prayer for the next one month. Only one prayer. Father, let me know you. Let me know you. That is all your prayer. Lord, please let me know you. Help me to know you. Open my eyes to know you. Help me. Reveal yourself to me. Oh Lord, don't hide yourself from me. Let me know you. In every way you can make yourself manifest to me. Lord, please, I beg, let me know you. Moses, after all that he did, that God did to, to him, Moses was still begging God, let me know you. Brothers and sisters, beg God, beg him. Lord, let me know you. Let me know you. Reveal yourself to me. Let me know you. Father, let me know you. Help me to know you. Show yourself to me. The next one month or more than one month, that is the only prayer we'll be praying. No other prayer. Let me know you. Lord, let me know you. In your sleep, be crying to God. Let me know. You will see the difference. The next one week, if that is your only prayer, you will see